Welcome to another episode of Three Men and a War Game. I'm Paul, and I'm a big sucker because now that Game of Thrones is done, I just started reading the King Killer Chronicles. Oh, good for you. Uh, I am Kevin, aka Chops, and I am excited to paint up some sadistic bastards. And this is Potter, and. I am excited that Star Wars Land is open. Hey, me yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And that, that opening ceremony was pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, I, I, yeah it was. I, I was. I was not expecting Billy D. Um, but the Han's tribute to Peter Mayhew was really touching. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say I, I kind of expected Billy D to be there. I was not expecting Harrison. Yeah, and I also like the fact that I just called Harrison Han and then Peter Mayhew, Peter Mayhew instead of Chewy. So um, that tells you where my brain is at. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, that's so, fair. yeah. Let's be honest. Well, guys, you know, regardless of our, our recording schedule, it's actually been a long time since we talked. Yeah. Regardless of how many, like the the release schedule, right? It's actually been a while since we got on and were able to talk. We've had a couple, you know, missed opportunities uh, for an episode we've been trying to record and are going to record. Um, that's going to happen, and you guys will hear it soon. But like, uh, it's just been a while. So, what have you guys been up to? Um, hobby progress for me. If we're going to go there, uh, I, I've been doing a lot of hobby progress actually um foreshadowing i've been painting a lot of starks yeah buddy Ooh. i can't say that i've been building them since they're pre-built but i've been painting them yep been painting but yeah, then other than that's, that that's a that's part of the appeal yeah, other than that been 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 doing on dad duty a lot lately so been real busy Yep, I've uh, I've also been on dad duty been dealing with the sick toddler uh quite a bit she's fine she's fine just you know the, they get sick a lot <laughs> yes they do um but you know been, been painting uh, almost done with a painting project that i've been working on for way too long because my hobby motivation has been low um but even though i haven't been doing a lot of hobby and i have been playing a lot i've gotten a few games of malifaux in over the last couple weeks i've played a couple games of eden um i got to play uh some wild west exodus and i played some Wildlands. so i've actually gotten a lot of gaming in uh over the last couple weeks which has been nice uh and i also played uh song of ice and fire with my wife so pretty cool uh lots of lots of gaming progress very cool i uh i've been working on some wild west exodus models which has been fun just been really fun um and I'm also working on some uh, A Song of Ice and Fire things. Cool. Yeah. Oh, not Hobby Progress, but I did finally, I got some Hex Beasts. I'm fucking stoked that I got them. Um, I've been trying, I've been trying to find some for a reasonable price for, it feels like forever. Uh, and I finally got a box of Hex Beasts. So that's exciting. Very nice. That's pretty yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. We have four, you know, we got like four possibly moving to five and six people in the uh in the wild west exodus meta in madison now so you know be able to get some uh maybe an official twice monthly game night going for that and then uh again like i said playing some malifaux yeah playing malifaux we've got our official kickoff party uh in a couple weekends for malifaux third edition so lots of fun stuff happening in the uh madison miniatures area 
Yeah, we, we've got a lot of good uh, Wild West Exodus stuff rocking on here. Yeah, we do. Um, we, we, have, we're, we have a league running right now, a, a growth league, um, and two tournaments coming up. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, we got de- demo demo day tomorrow, uh, tournament next weekend on the June 22nd. My first tournament I'm ever running. This will be an experience. Amazing. I will probably. It's my birthday. I, will, I wish I could be there for. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. F- yeah, I wish I could be there. That's. that's I I wish you guys could be there too, because you'll just watch me fuck it up royally. But hey, I'm gonna fuck it up with style. <laughs> no, I, it's just because that's my birthday. It'd be it'd be cool to be playing in a Wild West Exodus tournament on my birthday. Um. But uh, so let's let's get into into the folly that is diving into a third miniatures game at the same time. Jesus Christmas! Uh, <sighs> at least for me, I was like, this is only number. No, it's three for me if you count Legion because I st- yeah, I'm still invested in Legion. Yeah, it's four for me actually if you count Eden, and five if you count Kill Team. So, uh, but really, like I the of the games that are like in my uh, it, it, like in my like sort of primary spot of love at the moment like it's i couldn't pick a favorite between these three games and so let's talk about the third one for me and possibly for you guys a song of ice and fire the miniatures game um i you know listeners will know uh, at least loyal listeners that have been on for a while and if you haven't heard the episode you can go back because i think almost a year ago i went on a uh, love sesh for about an hour on this game um and 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 actually it's it's our uh i believe it's still our most downloaded episode oh well there you go um but but uh, 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 as long as it's been since then you guys have now uh had a journey into trying the game um and it just so happens that there's a local scene sort of happening here in madison too so why don't you guys go ahead and um get into I guess your journey into the game, uh, how how that came to pass, and uh, and your initial impressions. So the the how it came to pass is that I owed Paul money. Um. So I I, I exchanged uh, dog sitting time for Lance. Yes. Yeah. So he he watched my dog for me while I went to Disney, and uh, I think that was Disney. But anyway, so I owed him money. So I decided after you got us all hyped for this fucking game. I was like, all right, let's just let's just do it. And I bought I bought the box because Amazon had a great deal. We split the box. You know, Paul taking the Lannisters, me taking the Starks. Yeah, I get back. We you know we split the box. We never put the damn thing on the table, <laughs> and it just sat there sat, and co- sat in my office unopened, on a, just next to my desk, doing nothing. Me looking at it, going, man, those red hunks of plastic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I. I don't have any interest in this. I'm doing this for Chris because he comes along on, on so many other games too. Yeah. And, and, and as you guys know, like I was, I was hesitant to do it to begin with because as longtime listeners know, I'm not a regiment battle gamer. Like I don't like regimental battles. I was very happy when Warhammer fantasy battle went to a skirmish based game. I like skirmish games. I, I always have, but, 
But, you know, as a spoiler alert, maybe a little, and uh, for the listeners, this is not a rank and no, flank game. It is it, not. In a traditional sense. This is a, this is a skirmish game disguised as a rank and flank It really is. And, and so and this is, that's why, I, like, the models for me sat there for so long, because not knowing that, like, you know, I, I watched one or two battle reports, watched it, and was like, oh, my God, the morale in the system is just so freaking unforgiving. And I was like, I don't know if I want to play this. Like, stuff's just going to, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to fun. It's just going to die too much. And so I didn't give it a chance. And then, you know, so here we are. Fast forward to now. We're almost, you know, almost a year later, probably about half a year later, six, seven months later. You know, I get into this whole thing, like, where I finally decide to get caught up with Game of Thrones. Uh, I missed the last two seasons. You know, season eight was out. And I was like, fuck, how am I going to avoid spoilers? I got to get caught up. And at the same time, my dumbass decides to start reading the books at the same exact time while I'm binge watching the show. So, so my AD, my ADHD is going in overdrive right now. Like everything is just like so, Game of Thrones, 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 Game of Thrones. Yeah, you're just like Game of Thrones song, Game of Thrones. Song, yeah, but yeah, it was like Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage the whole time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. So so I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, fuck. And I've got you know by this point, how Paul's giving me the model, the Lannisters back. And I'm gonna just put them up on sale uh, for the whole box to try just and just split the split the money the you know between the two of us and and just call it a day, call it a wash. Right, um, right, right. So I text Paul, which I was 100% okay. With. Right, you were, but so so I'm like I text Paul, I'm like, look, man, my ADHD is going in overdrive. Before we sell these models, do you mind getting them on the table with me so we can just try it out, see what it's like? So Paul, being the friend that he is, he's like, yeah, let's do it. So, last Wednesday, we bring the bottles. Uh, we we show up to we showed up to Wild West Exodus first night of the beginning night of the Slow Grow League. <laughs> we show up <laughs> and we bring a fucking different game to play. <laughs> By I the mean, way, guys, we're playing a different game tonight. Uh, to be fair, was, that's exactly what I expect out of us. <laughs> and yes, and, and I got I gotta say when you. When you said you were going to play it, I was like the macho man, man. I was like, ooh, yeah, they're going to dig into the box. Like, I was so excited. You should have seen You should have seen all of the meta were like, what the hell? They were like, of course, it's you two. We should have known. Like, are you guys – they're like, we're done with Wild OS Exodus now, aren't we? So we're like, no, 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 no. We're just trying it out before the league night starts, you know. And, and like, Paul actually talked me into going out that night because I had actually had no plans on going out. So he talks me into going out. So I didn't talk you into going well, out. I said, "Hey, I can run by and get true. Your stuff I used you as I used forgot it. I I just no. You talked me into it. That's what I, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, I was like I'm, pulling I'm, up I'm to your a, house, I'm, going, I'm actually, huh, maybe I'm that was confirm. an excuse for not actually wanting to come out, and I'm no, actually being I'm a gonna, bad friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna confirm this for uh, for Chris here. You definitely convinced him to come out. He was definitely not going to, and you were like, "Look, man, I will okay. literally drive to your house." Thank and you. Your shit. Shops, you just shops picked out. up on my hints. <laughs> I was trying to be polite <laughs> and be like, "No, no you, screw yeah, you. I'm not going out." I was. I was I was on that I was on that. Te- thank that you, text thank, thank That's you. Definitely for, how that went down. Thank you for figuring out my subtle <laughs> hints because Paul obviously was oblivious. I feel sorry okay, for Aubrey so, now. So, but my 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 comment to that is feel bad for my wife. That's what I, t- I don't pick up on things <laughs> like that ever. Yeah, your poor wife. So anyway, so so we go out, we get everything on the table. Not you know, let's just throw the the, the salt in the wound more. Paul makes me read the rules. 
<laughs> you said you would. And teach him how to play a, this we're gonna, game. We're going to have a t-shirt that literally says I don't read rules. Oh, trust me. You. I'm working. Like, oh, uh, spoiler alert. I'm working on a merch shop for shirts, guys. If you want to buy some, they'll be out there hopefully soon. Oh, uh, and yeah, mine definitely. There will be a shirt that's a la Potter. And it says it's going to be a rule book with just a circle and a cross sign. <laughs> Yeah, don't, we don't read these. Fuck that. Uh, at least you don't read them. Uh, but anyway, so you read the rules. So I read the rules. Uh, so you're... I got through page like four by the time Paul shows up. So we're like leafing through the rules, and I can already tell people are going to be cringing on our Discord server later once they hear this episode. Um, and so I'm, we're leafing through the rules as we set up, and, and we get to go play. And we played through, we played through one full turn, and then one activation, two activations on turn two. And then Paul had to bounce to to run the to run the league, which which I yeah. By that point, it was like official league start yeah. time, and people were there, and we were like at odd numbers. Yeah. So I so, so I couldn't justify not. Yeah, you got to play Wild West Exodus. So yeah. so just you know, short story. You know, we'll go more in depth about Paul's and I experience with the game, but you know, to to talk about the experience, essentially, Paul walked away with Lannisters in back in hand. And uh, I stuck around for half an hour to see if anyone else was showing up for a game for Wild West. No one else did. I came home that night, primed models without removing mold lines, and painted models that night. Yeah, you were ha- you're half done with a regiment in the first night. Like that's that's insane. I like I there, I made a comment that like I haven't I, I like, we've known each other for a while now, yep. and you painted as many models that in that night as the entirety that I've known. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that is an accurate statement. I so That's I've known Paul. I've known I've known Paul. Paul, you and I have known each other longer. I think I've known Paul for five years now. I have probably painted more models in that one night than in the time I've known Paul. <laughs> yeah, that it is was, true uh... as well. Now, granted, they're not complete. They're not completely painted. They're still, but they were like. Majority. I mean, there there was a hell of that was a hell of an effort for one night, man. Let's be honest. For twelve here. models, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, I that's mean, every, everything was had its basic color on it and some some highlight. And there yeah, was, there was some there. there you had some solid base coats. Well, there, on, man. so the, yeah, yeah, night, it was good. It was good. Night one, I night one was pride with the airbrush, and then everything was uh, solid painted on bulk and metal, uh, null and oiled, and then dry brushed with a uh, a silver to to light it up, and then. Before a regiment game, that's basically done. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. You're, you were you were there. You were basically there. Yeah. You got some flesh tones, some flesh tones, and a flesh wash, and you're in. You're you're fine. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it, but, it was so, cool. so, I mean, so you I mean, guys liked it. Let me let me let me wait. Let me let me finish that up though, because then the next day, the day after that, I started sending you guys pictures of a fully painted Tormund Giant's Bane. Which means you had your Lannisters and went out and bought a free folk yes, box after playing two turns of this game. <laughs> he did. He did. So 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 either so either all three of us have a massive problem, or this game is good, or both. Of I, them I was about why not both? Probably, probably, like, probably, probably, probably both. Yeah. And I know I just <laughs> yeah, butchered that, little, but little a little column A, a little column B. Uh, and for me, I was lucky, you know, that I degenerated on the key, the Kickstarter, and I already had uh, a Hand of the King pledge uh, plus another three boxes of Bolton models um, that I, I had as add-ons. So I already had 40 points of Boltons, and I was hyped after you guys were talking about it. So I've got my – I've got a whole A Song of Ice and Fire set up on my porch right now. On my outdoor, I have, like, a screened-in porch, 
and I've been doing some Porch Wars with my wife, and we've been playing some games. This game is is so good. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I know. Well, I know we'll we'll, we'll get more in the depth about the the game itself, but uh, because Paul's already spoiled uh, for what faction he's looking to actually play in the game now that we've gotten past the starter box, um, I will say. So, I've been doing a lot of looking uh, at it, and we all know how I like my. You know my my elite force combined arms mm-hmm. kind of armies, so uh, I will mm-hmm. I will definitely be going Night's Watch. Uh, I know we talked about that in the previous episode uh, from about a year ago, uh, where I was saying when they they announced Night's Watch, like I was I was super into that because I enjoyed that from the show. Um, you know, so I, I I'm looking at it now, and as they play, that's that's where I'm going is, is Night's Watch, especially now that they've got a scorpion. Yeah, yeah, I'm, and the scorpion's I, pretty I'm good too. Both. I'm, I'm in for so, both yeah, free dude, folk and Lannisters. Yeah, Lannisters are so good. Oh, I'm in. I'm in for both. Oh I'm in for both. God. I'm in for both Starks and and Lannisters. And and honestly, as as they expand the game and and we start seeing more of you know the armies coming out for the Battle of the Five Armies. You know, obviously we're going to see a Greyjoy army uh, at some point in time. You know, they just announced Baratheons. They just announced Daenerys. Uh, so you know, we're we're going to be seeing a lot more stuff like. I, I'm hoping at some point in time we get an army of the dead. I would love yeah, to see we'll, that. Well, we'll talk. Well, I mean, that's not that's. Not, I mean, but that's totally not book canon right now. So, like they've said, anything that's in the books is going to be in the game. And really, there isn't an army of the dead in the books. Period. Okay. Right now, so that's that's a long way off, if at all, happening. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't I don't disagree. It would be cool to see something like that. Um, and also the timeline is right in the battle of the five Kings, right? So the war of the five Kings and then in the world, especially in that, that era of the books, which is, they've said that like Mike Chanel, the, the lead designer has said he is ready to move the timeline forward as needed. But for now it's firmly in it basically, he's basically called the game like a fan fiction generator for that time period in the novels. So right after, uh, well, spoiler for anybody who hasn't actually read the books right after, uh, Robert Bar- Baratheon's death. That's basically exactly when this game takes place. Yeah, I mean, um, I, and there's already so, they're already doing that with them announcing Daenerys and, and bringing out the the Targaryen army because of the fact that you know during the battle of well, the, but the but the the Daenerys model that they're bringing out is pre dragons, right? So it's it's like it's it, it's a uh, I mean it's like I said it's right. I mean Ned Stark's still alive, right? Right. So again, spoiler. Sorry, Jesus Christ. If, if you haven't read the novel, <laughs> stop listening right hey, now. Paul, Paul you might want to add something at the beginning. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> just put sirens over every stop. time uh, Chop starts talking. Yes, yeah, stop or don't start for a year, so you can forget what I just said. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, spoilers. There will be spoilers. We'll talk about. Anyway, it's, so Ned Stark's in the game, right? So it 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 really is sort of that way you can generate your stuff. Right. But really, like, guys, 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 your initial impressions. What it? What do you? What about this game appealed to you so much that you started painting twelve models, more models than you painted in two years? The can I, can I go, the night. Can I go first? Oh, I know, Paul. I know yeah, you're, Paul. Go I know first, you're directing this at Chris, but I have a very specific moment at which everything I've ever read and even everything I've watched, it just all came together in one moment of the game, and that was on the. Uh, uh, the NCU board. Okay. And or no, yeah, yeah, it was really No, it wasn't. That, no, it right? was, no, so, no, it wasn't. It, it was, wasn't. But the it was NCU my tactics board. card. But it was your NCU. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I was no. I was playing. I was playing a tactics card t- as well. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it was just it was just this moment of pure Lannister out politicking their opponents. Right? So so Chris went to play a tactics card and I don't remember what it was, but it was it was something that I was gonna hate. And so I had a card in my hand that when he played a card, I played this one and his card was completely cancelled out. And I just said, That is the most Lannister thing you possibly could have. I love this. Yeah. And I was in. I was in. That was it. That was my moment of realizing how amazing this was. Dude, there's some really good ones. Like the and if you think about the tactics cards, like for me, like again, like the fact that all of the theme in this game comes in through the NCU actions, sort of even the way that the models behave, but especially the tactics cards, right? Like for for a really good example of the Lannisters is there's that tactics card where like after an enemy fails a morale check you play it and then you roll a dice and for how many for or right before they take it right and for however many time like things that they fail you can get d like you can get units restored back to your side so you're basically like what's happening is you've hit them or whatever but then there's this like you sort of have paid them off to come onto your side right like Amazing. It's amazing, and then there's like the... that's that's it. That that's what I mean. Those are the little things that I found while playing it. That that was just so flavorful. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, flavorful. And there's the they're like a Lannister always pays his debts. So like after after one of your models gets totally destroyed, you get to like just throw two conditions out on another enemy unit, basically ensuring that the next time you take a swing on them, they are going to get hit really fucking hard right like and because the lannister always pays his debts right it's, it's so good well, and it's like rob too like you know from a stark standpoint with with rob what he brings to the army with the guerrilla tactics kind of thing with, with exactly how the stark army behaves and you know they're allowed to retreat from units and, and still be able to go back in and, and fight some more after retreating it's just with that it's got that whole theme of how he ran his military how he ran his campaigns um you know right well and they've they've got like the tactics cards that lets them make a free charge when an ncu activates right so it's like again guerrilla tactics like a charge that just comes out of nowhere that your opponent's not expecting like they might not have measured out for it you might be charging after a model already activated like it's just crazy the stuff you can do with this well and it's like the other thing is like so so catlin um you know with her ability so, so she's an ncu well when she plays on the on the board on the NCU board, and, and for people that you know, they're listening. So in NCU, meet, uh, this game has what's called non-character uh, combat, non-combat units. Non-combat so, units. Yeah, so non-combat units. So that's what NCU stands for. So these are characters that are are positioning on a separate board that's outside of the of the miniatures of the battle that you're playing with the rest of your army that can still influence the the game in a way. So like, so what Catelyn does is so no matter what place she plays on the the ncu board she then gets to be attached to a unit and what her what her ability does is that any time uh when she's attached to a unit that unit always gets to uh, use the uh the maximum number of its attacks so how combat works is that as each each uh, rank and file unit has a number of ranks uh cavalry have two infantry have three and so they have a, an attack stat based on each uh, rank of their of their tray. So if you lose one the whole back rank, the number of attacks you go down goes by less. 
and so what? Well, ca- it's not. It's not. It's not. That's not actually true because there are some that get stronger. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to get to that point. There, there's diff- there's there's different colors, right? And the and the, each color represents how many ranks you have left. So green for full ranks, yellow for missing one rank, red, red for, for missing two. Right. Ranks. So what Catelyn? So the cool thing with Catelyn is, is because she inspires the Stark so much that she all they those units are like they're fighting for their lady and they're like we're gonna do their our very best because our lady's on the field of battle she's here with us we're gonna do our best so like you attach them to like you were saying to the uh the umber berserkers who actually get better in combat the more people that they lose so you roll them in with three ranks and attach catlin to them they're automatically getting their ma- their majority amount of tax which is 10 which typically they can't get unless they've only one row left because they're so inspired right, sure by her, might not be expecting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, again, the other thing that the Lannisters do, kind of the same idea, uh, except it's with Cersei. Uh, she attaches to an enemy unit, and they are negative two to, to, the morale, to, morale to their checks. to their morale checks. Which there is a the the throne part of the NCU game. If you choose that zone you force the opponent to immediately take a morale check at minus one. At minus one. But if you claim yeah. it with Cersei and you put you her put on in... minus three, and then there's a tactics card you can play to put them on minus four. So like you so, can really, well, really make them take a bad morale check. And then here's another thing you could do. So this was, so this is one of two pieces that like sold me on the game is the terrain. So not only could you do the tactics card, the crown, Cersei attaching to you. If you are are within, I think it's six inches of any piece of terrain that has the horrific condition to it, you now are again at an additional minus one to your morale. And so terrain having an effect on the field by either by either lowering your morale because you're close to a freaking pile of corpses or you know you're plus one to your morale because you're within range of um, yeah of a god of a god's tree. Um, or Godswood or whatever they're called, like, in, or, or any other things. There's other things like, you know, marshes and, and the, the terrain is destructible. If, if you charge into it, you can actually destroy the terrain if you need to. There's rules for that. Like, I yeah, think 1.04 changes it a little bit. I think you actually have to hit it instead of just walking. Right, but... but uh, You do, yeah. But it's terrain... But either way, it's still there's a destructible key. Right, yeah. the fact, right, that, right, right. The, yeah, the fact yeah. that terrain has... It, it, it's, it's, it has more of an impact on the game outside of, like, cool you can't see through it and you're slowed down by going through it like there's right. an actual and purpose that, and to it and it's much different than most rake and flank games yeah and most rank and flank games people like set up the train like on the outskirts of the board to make it look good and then there's just this wide open spot in the middle for everything to slam into each other uh, and that's not really the case in this game there's actually some really strategic terrain placement yeah you and you want that terrain placement in there and so that that was that was one part. The the second part that sold me on the game was the the NCU board. Yeah, having we we've all talked about how we like multiple you know things to juggle resources yeah, resources, manage. resource management yeah. in the game. We like to juggle different things in the game because you know playing a game is all well and fun, but you know really getting in the depth and, and figuring out how to play at that a little bit more of that upper level. You know, with with the NCU, it just adds that other flavor to it because, I mean, so you can you can do things like, like there was one point in the game where when when Paul played uh, Cersei turn one and she took the throne, I was like, holy shit, that's a whole, like that's a crazy combo. Turn two, I'm like, I have to take one of my NCUs to take the crown now so he doesn't do that to me again. 
Like, it, I, right, I have to even, make those decisions. But the thing is, though, the thing is, you might have a tactics card that allows you to, like, do better at morale. And the other thing is, like, the thing that about taking that right away with Cersei is that, um, like, let's think about it as, the, so, so say Paul took that right away turn one. That means he's not going to be the initiative player for turn two and that means you could potentially get two rounds of attacks before he gets one if he uses his first activation Mm -hmm. to put cersei on the on the crown like i might as the opposing player of the lannisters like i might not care about a morale check because of either what i might what am i planning to do or things i have in my hand so i might be like fuck it man i'm gonna i'm gonna give him the opportunity to let me have two attacks in the row if he wants to take the crown with cersei i'm gonna let him and there's like those mind games are crazy in this game the the thing that the ncu board does that fascinates me is it a it acts like a worker placement thing if people are not sure how this works but they play board games it's just like a worker placement there's five spaces once one is taken it can't be taken till the end of the round um and each one of them, when you go on it, lets you do a specific thing, like force a morale check or take an extra action or make a free maneuver. There's a whole bunch of different things that they can do. Um, but again, once they've been taken for a round, they can't be taken again. Uh, and Cersei just happens to combo well with being on the throne. Mm-hmm. So, And I think it's a trap to take it right away, <laughs> like to use Cersei and take it right away. Um, because the, while the morale checks are good, like you might do that with Cersei and then waste one of your first activations on a turn and your opponent might just roll box cars and he's just like laughing at you with middle fingers out. Right. Cause it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, um, right. And, and you know, the other thing too chops is that at least from, from going through the free folk and Lannister stuff, it seems like each faction is stronger in a different part of that NCU board. Because yes, I know true. Lannister uh, do a lot with the crown, obviously, and and the the Bol- financial Boltons, one, the money bag Bol- picture. Boltons, Boltons are all the purse. Like, I mean, they have a couple things, right. but you know, they're mercenaries, right? So, like, the purse is the most important thing in the Boltons tactics decks. Right, uh, right, and and for the free folk, it's all about maneuvering. So, right, several the of their tactics cards and their uh, uh, one of their NCU characters, I think it's Val. Um, they do something extra can if you pick... control that space, right? Yeah, you get something extra, but one of them, uh, I believe, actually replaces... Like, you can pick any one of them, but you can replace it with basically the same thing as the, the maneuver one, um, which is really cool. So I can be like, well, I'm taking the, the, the throne, so you can't use it, but, but I'm going to use a free ability maneuver. that helps me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and there's, and so they've also added in, uh, you know the the neutral ones that are, people aren't attached to anybody so you've got you know you got Varys you've got Littlefinger um you know and they're those, and those guys uh, do amazing things in their own right and as far as I know they work for anybody except for free folk yes yes yeah no I, queen I think beyond the wall no queen beyond the wall no but yeah like Littlefinger his great thing is like you know going on the board you took he could take any un- any unclaimed zone. Yeah. Like, when he puts down on the tactics board, he could take the ability of anything that has not been claimed this turn. Yep. So, I mean, that's... Sounds right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because, it, it, again, it's like it's his whole thing of, like, how he's always predicting... His, his machinations and yeah. plotting. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, it, the, the, the theming on that... It, it, I love the the extra layer because not only do you have you you know your normal strategy of moving positioning and you know attacking when you need to now you, then you get the, well it, it 
it, it really it acts as a resource right right it's a it's a it's a thing you have to manage your ncus are kind of like a resource but that also makes your activations a resource which is fascinating in that like your activation order decisions become like cripplingly intense like i i never felt like i ever had an autopilot activation i was always like oh god even when i had two guys left i was like oh which one of these is better for me to take right now, right? Like, because it, 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 there's always, like, these agonizing decisions about your activation order, especially based on what your opponent does. Um, and I know it's, this is a weird game because when you watch it, um, some of, like, a lot of Let's Plays made the game, like, really boring. Like, it's just this thing that, like, this blob of miniatures in the middle of the table, but that's not how it feels No, it's not. At all. Yeah, and, and like you said, it, yeah, you know, it's... definitely not. It's definitely a skirmish game. You know, mm -hmm. playing it because yeah, for sure because you know so so you know t t each tray is a model, right so right each tray is a model and each NCU is a model I, and, I, and then it, if you think of it that way it's it's a it's a miniature and I'll equate it yeah or a, it's a skirmish I'll game. compare I'll compare it to something like the other side definitely a miniature game yeah Jeff. For, yeah. Uh, yeah I know God damn it I meant a skirmish <laughs> game but I'll compare it to something like the other side where you know again it's you know there's these exactly. you know they've got these plug trays that you put in there and your tray is the is the model the models within the tray are just your wounds and that's exactly what this is 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 basically your tray is your unit because no matter even if you have you know we've talked about this all in in texting you know where or in, in the discord channel actually where we've we've talked about like characters joining the unit you know it's not hero hammer where the character is going to go in there and now the character is the, the the shining star of the unit where they've got all this extra abilities and, and extra attacks and everything oh yeah they they basically no, all they just flavor the unit. yeah they all they do is they 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 give you know a buff to the unit but they're still just one attack. They're still just a wound right. so, in the in the unit. Right. So let's just let's just give it a specific example, right? And I because I, I, I've I've got one in front of me that I I can give. So the Boltons have an infantry attachment. So there's multiple kinds of units in this game, and one of the kinds of units is an infantry unit. Um, and so there's an infantry attachment uh, for the Boltons called the Dreadfort Captain. Uh, and when you, it costs one of your army points to replace a model in your tray with a Dreadfort Captain. And what the Dreadfort Captain does when you attach him is that each time an enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test, one enemy within long range of that unit becomes panicked because they see this Dreadfort Captain and they see you're just like flaying fools right in front of them, right? Uh, and this guy just inspires fear in nearby units. And that doesn't act like Hero Hammer at all, where there's this, like, bananas shit that the attached hero does. This is, like, just one specific thing that's very thematic and isn't, like, game-changing, but on the other hand, can make units behave in very different ways. Well, yeah, and that's just it. And it's not like you're not adding, uh, you know, adding in... A character like that isn't changing your base stats of the unit. It's not changing how many attacks they get. They get it's right, just yeah. adding a little bonus to it. Yeah, that... and I'll give another uh, another example, which is Roos Bolton. So when Roos Bolton attaches, he uh, melee attacks only melee attacks when he's attached. So enemies charged by this unit become panicked. And so what panic does, okay, another thing to note about this game that I love is that all conditions are negative and your opponent always chooses when to spend them. Um, so it makes condition management super easy. All, the, all conditions persist from turn to turn and they only are expended when your opponent chooses to expend them. 
which is, again, it makes it phenomenally easy to manage. Uh, and it's not like you're like looking at all these different positive and negative conditions. They're just all negative, all employee, all opponent used. And so what panic does is it forces your opponent uh, to have to re-roll a panic dice. So you get to choose if they make a panic check. So a panic check, you roll 2d6 and then compare that to your morale stat. And what panic does is that, again, it allows you to force them to re-roll one. And then Roos also makes it so if an enemy fails a panic check, his unit gets to restore two wounds. And so what this does is now when you – you could have a unit that's not panicked, charge with Roos, give them panicked, and then spend that panic token at, like after you've done wounds to potentially restore wounds to your unit. Yeah, and then that's what Roost does. Yeah, so like, um, so another example is the for the uh the Night's Watch, you've got the uh the wa- the Watcher Recruiter. Uh, what he does is anytime uh an enemy takes enemy takes a uh a, a wound, he can force uh the the Night's Watch to basically heal, and that's because again it's called force conscription uh, conscription. So essentially. He's these guys aren't dying. He's forcing them to join the Night's Watch to take the black. Yeah, yeah. So and it's it's cool theme things like that, like that these characters add. But you know, I I, I equate like old old Hero Hammer. Essentially, what I equated units were to. We had a running joke in my era. We called it the FedEx system. The unit there is just a is a FedEx truck delivering the hero into combat, and then at, from that point on, yeah. it's just the hero doing everything. And here it's more like an upgrade. Yeah, that's all it is. They're they're not necessarily they, they're units that get that you you get a special model for them that goes into the unit. But really, what they do is they're 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 modifying and upgrading the unit they're attached to rather than like becoming a vessel to deliver that model. Yeah, and and they can do it through different things like where they just do a straight buff to the unit or something like Rob Stark where it's an order that when somebody with an enemy unit charges them, uh, you know that enemy unit gets a disorderly charge. Uh, so which can cause yeah. it to where Rob can make the enemy unit fail their charge. Right. Or not be able to use uh, tactics cards or, and stuff like that. Correct. So, I mean, it's the, just the flavor that this game brings with the, it's got, you know, it's essentially got three different resource systems that you've got to manage uh, in it. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a skirmish game in disguise because the game's only, you know, standard game size is 40 points. Um, you know, with that, I'm, you know, right now the the starter box for the Starks is 35 points exactly. Uh, it gives me three infantry units, a cavalry unit, two NCUs, two heroes, and uh, a, a direwolf. And that is played on a four by four table. Yep. And you don't go up to six All by right. four until you hit 50 points, I believe. Right, that's correct. And the the standard game size for tournaments is forty points on a four by four. Yeah. So, um, so let's um, let's let's go uh, let's pivot on topic because I mean we like the game, right? We can, when we can do probably a whole other episode rehashing mechanics and all that. But um, I think um, something I'd like to talk about is, and we talked about. I guess we talked about what armies we wanted to play. We talked about what we liked about it. Um, so, Paul, let's talk about how you feel about the future of this game. Uh, Cause I know a criticism that you've had in the past has been about uh, Simon's support of a game system. 
Um, so I will say that like releases have been a little bit slow to come, but they are coming consistently uh, pretty much month on month. There's like something, even if it's a couple weeks delayed coming out. Uh, and they've got two new armies announced to be out by the end of this year. Uh, and it doesn't look like they have any sign of slowing down releasing two armies a year. So no, knowing that's the case, how are you feeling about the support for the game right now? How do you, how do you feel investing in the game? I, I mean, I'm honestly shocked because I, well, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm glad I'm wrong. I was wrong. Um, because as of right now, I mean, they're doing a good job of keeping this thing alive. I don't think any other of the miniatures game really that come on has put out other than dark age, which they've sunk since then, um, has, has, has received as much support. And this is from the same designer as wrath of Kings, right? So, um, it's worth noting that that's not a game they're really supporting anymore either. They're, they've mostly moved their support over to this game. Right, and that's just it, is that, you know, they, they they dropped Wrath of Kings like a bad habit like a year after it was out. So, um, I mean, probably not even a year after it was out. Uh, right, and what that, what that tells me, though, is they're seeing strong sales of this game, and they right. intend to keep supporting it with releases. And I'll tell you, from just an anecdotally, it's very hard to get new releases for this game in their first wave. Like, shit sells out immediately. Um, so chops um we'll talk about that like in terms of like those the sales and things like that. you went to adepticon and there was and simon had a huge presence from what it looked like for did. their tournament sign up and, and their events sign up for for simon what was what was the kind of attendance that you saw for there this were, game? so i will tell you that in the simon area there were and there's a reason for this there was never a moment during the entire convention where there weren't games of a song of ice and fire happening there were there were games being played in the simon door to door every day mm. um and there's a couple factors for that one is that they had demo, they had a really good demo team like hawking demos constantly out there on those tables but the other reason is that all of the vig holders got a starter set in their vig bag oh, so there were a lot there were a lot of there, like uh, there were a thousand attendees who got a copy of it in their bag. Uh, and I will say that that's what jumpstarted the meta here in Madison. A ton of people came back from Adepticon. They were like, you know what? We got this thing. Let's crack it open and play it. And we're like, holy shit, this is good. We should start playing this game. Uh, and so now we've got, it looks like two stores are going to start having official ice and fire nights because of the post Adepticon hype. Uh, and also it seems like the continued support of the game. Very cool. Yeah, the con the continued support is is huge, and actually one of the things that that did bring me back around on it, and this this happened about the same time that Chris started getting a boner for the game again, <laughs> um, and that and that that was the the announcement of the Baratheon and and Targaryen armies, um, because that was that was beyond the original four that were you know we knew about from the beginning. Um, you know, and, and we, you, you started at chops, but we, Chris and I always agree with you is that, you know, six is kind of the sweet spot and that's, and that's what they're hitting. Um, and, and yeah, for, you gotta, you gotta launch to be, with four and get six out right away. Yep. Yeah. And for come on to be getting to the point where they are getting that sixth, uh, that's, that's pretty impressive for them. So my belief is high and and the other thing that just happened, and, and this was unbeknownst to me initially, 
Um, so this didn't have an, a, an initial effect on my excitement for it, but it's a, a secondary thing. Uh, is that they did just release a rules errata for it? Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. You know, they updated the rule book with some things that were a little wonky, like the edge of the board used to be considered impassable terrain. So if you uh, went up against the edge of the board, you could never pivot. Yeah, you could so get you stuck were basically there. stuck. Yeah, yeah and they, they changed that rule. Yep. Yeah, Smart. so they changed that, and <clears throat> and they changed the, the the destructible terrain a little bit, so it wasn't like, oh, I'm just running over this stuff. And yeah, you, you have to stop to, to destroy put it. effort into it. Yeah, which makes sense if it's a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, spikes sticking out of the ground and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I mean, uh, the, you know, you know, I like I like people that are keeping up with their games. So that's that's a huge selling point for me. So I was I was glad to. To hear that and and uh, find out that they were doing that. Yeah, yeah. Having that living rule set and the ability to to understand that they sometimes need to rebalance cards and stuff like that is is great. I think. And you know they have a they they all you know they did also rebalance some cards because they felt like there were some models that weren't getting as much play as they would like. So they you know brought those cards up a little bit. Um, so that you know more options become viable and again that's another like excellent sign of support for a game well and i, and I will say for another thing in, in a sec i would this might segue into a topic i know you wanted to talk about chops is the the fact that they've got such an amazingly supported app for this game for for army building and not yeah. only just army building and list building you know it's it's got full rules in there so you you know you've got the rules on the fly with their app on any smart device so you've got the most current rules at all times because it's updated uh when those come out and your cards too you you get to view all the abilities and all your cards on there as well so if you don't have your stuff boom it's right there i mean now granted tactics cards um you know objective cards you're going to need those still because those are physical but you know for unit cards and rules it's all there for you in this app and i i would tell you this is i i will say that this is probably as good as you know malifo's app because i really enjoyed malifo's app i thought malifo okay. did a really good job with their app um and i will say this is just as I, good I, yeah it's 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 probably the best officially supported yeah. app of any miniatures game um that's for, my stance on it i think yeah, so for, yeah for a couple a couple reasons, and you you mentioned like that, so that, that you know full card art ability to browse and build armies and save armies and export army lists to PDF so you can print them for tournaments. I'm, I want to shout that from the rooftops. You can build an army list and look at the cards while you're doing it, and then export it to a PDF and print it. God damn it! Why doesn't every fucking war game app do this? Like, but this what you can't do so is you obvious. can't you can't export it and then text the file name that you get to your friends and have them look at that. That is true. That is not That's, a thing. You can't do that, but you can export it to a PDF and print it, which is amazing. But your iPhone also, will give the, it an option to try it though. Yeah, and 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 another thing, another thing that it does is it lets you track your collections. Yes. So when you go into your army building, you can say only show me models I own, and then you can turn that off if you want to plan purchases. Again, it's a it's a little thing, but it's so good. It goes such a long way. So even and I've noticed when you're planning your purchases, it, it it'll take you right to the store, so to the come on official store, so you can just yeah. buy it. And so one thing one thing I did notice too is so even if you turn it off, where you're like let me build outside of my outside of the models i own it will alert you and let you know with a big red x mark is like you do not own these models 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I, and it also enforces the restrictions of the army building yes. too, right? Like that's a, that's another thing that it does correctly. It and list like, validates. Again, another one of those like another another one of those like big giant flag in the ground. This is an amazing thing. Is right at the front of the app. You can click on one button, and you click on that one button, and then you can bring up all of the different scenarios for the game. So you can just bring up yep. all like you don't have to flip through a rule book. There's none of that shit. You just open it up, and it's got all right. of the and setup that, rules and that's and in addition to the rule book being on there. In addition yep. to the rule book that's being an, on yeah. there, right? Yep. So this is uh, and it, and also it's it's not super buggy. Like it's just a good app. Dude, it's a well, really and, good. And app. the other thing too, chops is that, and and you might not have noticed this because it took me a little bit before I noticed it. But if you have your army that you built up, you can very easily without opening up the full card see all of the stats and know what they do and at least have the titles of their yep. special yes. oh yeah without having to yep without having to browse yep it, it shows yes, you all the relevant amazing. stuff ooh, ooh ooh paul how do you yep. feel about the verbiage of rules on the cards <laughs> <laughs> this was another major selling point is that it specifically tells you in the rule book that the wording on the cards is the accurate rule. Yep. Unlike Which it's is, not something uh, different. It's not just a reference back I don't, to I don't a wanna, reminder. I don't, I don't want to drag another game through the mud right now. So we're not going to name this specific <laughs> game that does this incredibly stupidly by name. But what we will say that it is much better in this because if you're going to give your players a physical resource, make sure that physical resource is the source of truth and then give them the opportunity to be able to print those resources if they are errated, which Simon has executed flawlessly on both parts. And I still don't understand why there isn't a legion of people pissed off about it. (laughs) I hate you, Paul. I absolutely hate you for that. Touché, oh my, oh my well god! Played. You're killing me. Uh, you're ki- yeah, you're killing you're, me. You're, you're you, killing you, me. You fucking jerk. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, so need, we need a, we need a trooper on. <laughs> god damn it! Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna execute stop, order stop, stop being on both of you motherfuckers here. Uh, and I will say this: I still love that game despite what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's just it just chaps my hide. Bab's gonna cringe when he listens <laughs> anyway, to this episode. These, oh, these cards are good, uh, and the and the rules are and the rules are really unambiguous too. So that's it. I mean, we're we're off topic. The app is really good. Uh, it has the rules in it, and I'll bring that back around to saying that the rules in this game, while brief, are excellent. Uh, this game has an amazingly tight rule set, and it works very well. Yeah, I, I will say, you know, when we were, we played through our quick game, like, I really appreciated the fact that, like, you know, when it was moving, it's like, your your movement is this, or it's this, or it's this, and nothing else. There's nothing ambiguous about it. It's There's nothing yep. that can be read in between the lines about it. It is, boom, it's this. This is what it means. And you know, there's yeah, so many I other think there rules are some, There's some corner... Yeah, there's some corner cases with, like, how some tactics cards, like, uh, interact with each other. But for the most part, the rules are very clear. Yep. Um, so from, from and- what I listened to on the one podcast that I've ever listened to about this, it sounds like one of the things they addressed with this new uh, updated rules was some of those timing issues. 
Yeah, and, and I, I, I think that that's probably true. I haven't looked enough and hard enough at the 1.4 rules and then all of the tactics cards to know where that's true. I just know of the rules questions that I've seen asked in the official Facebook group, almost every one of them that isn't a stupid question is about how two tactics cards interact with each other. Uh, and if they fixed that in the rule book in 1.4, then that's awesome. Um, nice. Yeah, and I mean, and 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 don't get me wrong, I adore Wild West Exodus, but it does pain me sometimes that some of their rules are leave a little bit to be desired. And I fingers crossed that a lot of that gets cleared up in that new release that's coming out very soon. Yeah, hopefully. I hope. Yep. And also, yeah, I don't want to. I don't, also don't want to diminish my love for that game because I'm still, I still have a, a well, a huge nerd on for Wild West Exodus at the moment, but. Um, I mean, I think we so can be critical of things like, that we enjoy and love, and I think that's oh, why yeah, we for are. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. If we're not critical of it, then and, it'll and never yeah, get fixed. The, the rule book for uh, for yeah, the rules for Wild West Exodus are wild, good, and make for an extremely fun game to play. Is there's a lot of ambiguity, and I've never in my life referenced a rule book for a miniatures game as often as I referenced the Wild West Exodus one. Correct. Um, that is, I would say that's a true story. Like yeah, I know, um, I, I know per- personally, I'm have I'm gonna have trouble retaining at least one of my new players because of that. Oh, there. I mean, there it is. Um, but I don't, and I, that, and, and I'll tell you, like, I I spent 15 minutes explaining this game to my wife, who is primarily a board gamer, and she just about beat the piss out of me with the starts <laughs> in the first game that we played. Yeah, she should. So like that. That's like. That's that's like comprehension and and ability to play a game well, uh, and, and 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 after 15 minutes of explanation, do you know what I mean? Like someone who primarily plays card games and board games was instantly like, oh, this is easy to understand. I get this, and then played it played a good sound game. Um, I, and I think that speaks volumes for it, given that it also has the tactical adept mm-hmm. to maintain players who look for that like meat to chew on and list building and like and playing the game at a higher level oh list building is is rough in this game you know and it it goes Mm -hmm. you know especially when you bring into uh, factions like you know like uh the the starks that have other units and banners that they can bring they bring the tullies they could bring their stark army they could be the uh the kragman or kragon or however you pronounce that word um you know they they have three three different factions essentially within one army that they can pull from and each do their own thing and they do their thing well. So it, it's tough when you, you've got hard decisions to make when you go into list building for these, for these games, because there, there's so much to choose from and, and everything. I have not yet seen a unit where I'm like, meh, like I want to bring yeah. everything. Cause they're, they're, they're good. I, I, I like them. I haven't yeah. found a unit that's like that unit's like I can see just you know I see that they put that out there. They had this idea, but it's just not really going to work. This thing is just better for its point cost. I, I just don't see that. Well, I don't. I haven't run well, across like, something I, yet. And here's another example. I saw a question get asked in the official Facebook group the other day. I was like, I'm struggling to build a Bolton list that's competitive, and like instantly four people posted lists that were like i've won i've been done well in a tournament with this i won a tournament with this i did well with this and it was like all completely different lists uh within a single army that only that that only has access right now to three different types of units and a few different ncu options right so like uh even in the space that limited space there's a ton of room for list building like one of the it was so funny one person just as like i I think it was a joke just 
posted a list that was that was uh, Roos as a commander and four units of flayed men. Well, that's what I was about to <laughs> say. Oh I was God. like, what's the what, what's not to just, just take flayed men and nothing but flayed men? <laughs> like, boom, you're done. Well, and what's and yeah. what's interesting too is I'm sitting there doing list building is that you can you can absolutely min max, right? You mm-hmm. you can, but you could also get a get along just fine with with uh, you know variety as well yeah i mean because yeah you, oh yeah for sure i mean you have to take one commander you have to do that and then but other they're free your yeah they're, free, they're free, free so take your take minimum two ncus and then you can just take everything else without any type of upgrades or anything like that in terms of like unit leaders yeah well that's yeah. like i was looking at some free folk lists that do well and the ver- like you said i mean there there's not a whole lot of free folk models right now Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a huge variety, it's... right? There's like big horde lists, giant lists, combinations yeah. of the two. I mean, I saw, I... I saw one list. It was all it was all giants and like a unit of trappers and like torment, and then another one that was uh, I think it was like six units of uh, um, raiders. Well, what six Which units of raiders insane. cost? Like twelve points. Twenty. Uh, 20- Four points? Yeah, they're God cheap. Damn it, that's three, so six. stupid. That's so no, eighteen dumb. points, right? Because yeah, they're eight, three points each. Three points each. Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. So might have might have even been eight units of them. Ugh. Yeah, because you have to take them in pair. You have to take them in pairs, right? So correct, correct. So I mean, really, you have to spend Ugh. at least six points. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, if you if you spend the extra point for the the raid leader, uh, then they get even better because you're getting plus one to hit if they're if the unit you're attacking is engaged with another model. another one. And if you and if you're putting six trays on the board for eighteen points, yeah, they're going to be engaged. Yeah, with you're not. Else. You have, they're going to be engaged. With you have that else. many trays yeah. on the board, and you haven't even reached half your point cost for your army. Yeah, you're going to have a problems deploying in some scenarios at that point. Right. But the um the, the the anyway yeah the game's good lots of variety lots of ability to do stuff so let's just like get get on some you know miscellaneous topics so what i'll say is that like right now with contrast paint releasing this weekend and i'm going to throw this down for anyone in the discord uh and anybody who joins the discord after listening to this so we're doing a song of ice and fire we're probably gonna you know do a little self-promotion in some facebook groups if you're just listening you're just tuning in we have a discord server it'll be linked in the description of this podcast join the discord server and i am throwing down the painting gauntlet if you're buying contrast paints and even if you're not and you just want to challenge um, i really want to get some time behind the brush i've been doing a lot of high detail oriented painting recently and i really want to get back to just uh, having something that I can mindlessly paint and like crush out units and have a big painted army. Also, I've never had a fully painted like rank and flank style, you know, 60 miniatures style uh, army before. I got close with the other side, but even that, you know, you're, you're really capping out at just over 30 models. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge myself to paint between 10 and 15 points of Boltons a week for the following four weeks because I've got... 55 points of Boltons, and I'd like them all painted uh, by the end of July. Um, and I, I think you guys have also committed yep. to some painting goals and just pop into the Discord and talk about what you're going to do. So that's going to be my goal. I'm going to be keeping some pictures up. Uh, I'm intending on getting my contrast paints on Friday, and my wife's told me on Father's Day that I, I told her my gift for Father's Day that I wanted was uh, like multiple hours of time at the desk. And so the goal for, for <laughs> Sunday is to get an entire unit of Bastards Girls and an entire unit of Flayed Men painted and based on Sunday. 
um, with contrast. And I think given what I've seen, I don't think that's an impossible goal, but we'll see. Oh, like a nice quiet father's so, yeah. day. So, that's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, for for my my part of the painting goal on this is not I'm not I'm not intending to use contrast paints, um, but I am intending to get a lot of painting done, and I've already broken one of my promises that I was really talking about, which was trying to keep myself sane by only priming and working on uh, one of each version of the sculpts. Uh, but I found myself just wanting to get through them so much that I finished priming all of a unit of raiders and I've started working on them. Uh, so I, I don't, I mean, I mean, my goal really by the end of July or whatever this period is to, is to have the, uh, free folk starter box completely done. And that's not using contrast paints. Well, there we go. There it is. Yeah. And so, uh, mine is I'm, I'm with Paul. I'm not using contrast paints cause obviously I already started painting, uh, my guys, so I don't get to do that. But um, what I'm doing is I want the Stark box uh, for the the Lannister Stark box. I want all that painted in the same time frame that everybody else is working on their things. So, and and that's basically for Potter and I. That's between that you know it's basically uh, well for me it's one two three four five trays plus two NCU's. For Potter it's four trays plus two NCU's, and for for uh paul it's six trays it's four four trays and two giants three trays uh because it's two units of raiders one unit of trappers two giants uh two commanders and two ncus yeah okay and i have the two i I have tormund and mance already done and you're and you're already started on a group of trappers right started started on a group started on a group of raiders of raiders um i'll probably jump to the trappers next all right uh, and then like do a giant and then go back through the other set of raiders and then once i'm done with the boltons i'm going to go back to painting my wild west exodus <laughs> yeah the, and my the mine is the the four the four trays you talked about the two ncus plus a uh dire wolf right plus the dire wolf yep so that's that's our goal for the end of july and we'll we'll try and keep each other honest so all of us trying to paint a big mass of of pretty easy to paint models um and yeah i'm not going like major detail or anything like that on there but i want them done so they look nice done is good yep yeah done is good but i want them to i want them to look nice so i'm 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 taking some time with them even though i'm doing it i'm i'm doing some of those you know cheaty ways of of highlighting and stuff like that but it's it's working out pretty well i got i got almost this this unit fully uh almost all in it's base tones yeah for the people that know me the fact that i started painting models without removing mold lines uh that that says something how much excited i'm into getting these painted because i mold lines and me don't mix so the fact that i left them on while i was painting i'm cringing now because the 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 the, uh the the perfectionist in me with painting is cringing when i'm coming across these mold lines and i'm painting over top of them but uh but then the nice thing is that once they're on the tray you'll and that and that's where i'm I, I i did take that's one of the things i'm my, one of my goals for this outside of ncus outside of characters my my goal is to to try and and get th- get over my perfectionist uh attitude and and paint these to a standard of they're good for regiment 
units. They're they're not they're they're probably I won't, I'm aiming for just slightly above tabletop because normally I try to go way higher than that as much as I can. So for regiment units, I'm just trying to go in like tabletop, if not just slightly above. And I'm yeah, going and for you know what? I guarantee they're gonna look like shit. <laughs> I, 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 and and Potter, I guarantee you, you're gonna find a point there where you're gonna be like, yes, these look good enough, and I'm proud to put them on the table, and it's really fun playing with stuff that's that's painted, and it's gonna change. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I did the the first night when when I came home and I, I put that gunmetal on them. I dry brush. I, I don't dry brush. I do not dry brush. And I was like, fuck it. It's ring mail. I've, it, dry brush is going to be the best way to do this. I'm just going to do it over the whole thing so it's consistent. And I looked at these. I was like, I'm happy with this. I was like, it looks good. I was like, I might do just on a couple of edges, put a little bit of a brighter silver just on so just to catch some light. But other than that, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's perfect the way it is right now. I'm just going to add that extra layer for me. To make it a pop just a little bit more and then i'm done but we're just talking about a dot on some rivets you know just a small line on the top of a shield maybe something on the helmet and then I'm, then it's done like you know you're only talking about two yep. or three things per model which should take no more than maybe 10 minutes worth of work yeah no which is which is great like like my my approach is honestly getting that base color down doing a, a little bit maybe a wash maybe some some blending effort into crevices and then doing a very easy you know that balance between not quite dry brush not really not really blending but right in the middle uh and and doing that and and, and then calling and, it a day and for me it's learning how to use the contrast paints yeah. i want to i want to make them look passable uh and just play with this new thing right you know it's a new toy in the toolbox I intend going forward probably to learn what I can about contrast paints from this experiment. And then not, I don't think I'll ever do a contrast exclusive army again after unless I am more impressed than I intend on being uh, or that I predict that I'll be. But I think what I want to do is learn how to use them so that I can blend them into my other painting techniques and just use them as a part of my toolbox and not a crutch. But I think the best way to learn about how they're going to work and how these pigments are actually going to affect other colors is to play with them on models. And honestly, these Boltons, while I care about them, it's a lot of models for not a ton of money. The Boltons, I don't think, are going to be, end up being my final army in this game. The army I want to play, as you guys would predict, is Greyjoys. So I'll be waiting with bated breath for the announcement of that army. But until then, I'll play with these and I'll paint them to a standard that I'm proud to put on the table, but not necessarily like going to win any awards with. And get a lot of experience with the contrast paints. Yep. I mean, I, and I'm with you on that one because my Night's Watch, I plan to do a mixture of, of regular paints and contrast paints on those guys just to try and break up some of those blacks. And, and throwing that contrast paint in there is going to be a quick way to do, you know, smaller level of detail with those contrast paints to get it to pop on that with that black. Honestly, dude, the way that I've seen that black, black paint, the the uh, the Black Templar black and the Basilicum gray or whatever, mm -hmm. and then the fur colors, I think you could really make, like, I think Night's Watch are a really good army to paint with, like, five pots of contrast. Do you know what I mean? You don't need a lot of them because each one of them kind of acts like three traditional Citadel colors. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, and, and, and I think that army has a lot of like folds and details and like, it's really going to show off 
the what contrast can do. I think I, I think if any if any minis I've seen so far, I think that uh, Hakaslam minis for Infinity and Night's Watch armies, Night's Watch models for A Song of Ice and Fire are really going to show off the fundamentals of where contrast can be really good. Yep. Yeah. So I'm excited to do that. Hopefully, I can get my hands on some of them this Friday um, before our favorite local gaming store sells out of them. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I'm, I was, I'm not going and doing any of these guys right now. Because I'm thinking one of my first experiments with uh, the contrast paints might actually be the Lannisters. Cool. Yeah, yeah and I pre-ordered my paints, so I'm, uh, I'm set. I've, <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, uh, I've got nine pre-ordered, and they're the nine that I need for both some Gene Steeler cults and my Boltons. So those are the, those are the t- paints I'm going to learn with. Yeah, Paul, I've seen a ton of uh, uh, experiments already with people like priming their models gold and then putting that red contrast paint over top of it for a really super nice like candy Looks, apple it red. Is, it, candy red. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that so would be perfect cool. for for your Lannisters, especially you no, know, you prime the model gold, you put in that contrast into the areas you want the red, you've already got the gold now primed. You already got the gold. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a, that'll that'll paint up that actually sounds That'll awesome. paint up super nice for you. Yeah, you get the candy red with the gold shining through. Yeah, that's a really good yep. idea. And then pop in that blonde hair. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to mark this point in the episode and go back and, and remember. Uh, that'd be good. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think I think that probably accomplishes the uh, the goal of the episode. Yep. So uh, unless you guys yeah, have any other Yeah, we just wanted points, to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts about A Song of Ice and Fire? Now that you've played it and we've talked about it, I will say outside of everything that we talked about, uh, one thing that does have me uh, a lot more interested in the game too is also its price point. Final thought on the price point: the price points oh. of these models are fantastic for the, what you get. Good point. Yeah. Good point, man. Yeah, twelve models for thirty yeah. bucks. Fuck the the yeah. price. Yeah, and you don't have to build them. Oh, and I, I so think good. I think it's because uh, looking at the model, they look like they're three D printed, and I think that's why. They, they, there's a lot of like if you look at some of the plastic there's that etching in it that you get with some of the 3D printed models I think that's probably how they're keeping the pricing on it so cheap that's what it looks like and I probably I might be wrong but I, I haven't done any research on it but oh there's definitely you know, there's when, definitely some well I, I, I don't know I, I don't I, I think mostly they do injection molding Simon uh, does but there is some really like some spots where it, it looks very like hard to do on a standard platter. But anyway, however they print it, the, the models are all... good. Like they're, they're very good for what you pay yep. for them. Yep. Um, for exactly. the price point that you're paying for, you're getting, you're getting the plastic is good. The sculpts are good. Um, they're, they're, I mean, they're repetitive, but like any regimental game, they're going to be. And join the Facebook. Right. There's, I mean, there's four different sculpts well. of each. Yeah. You know, like like what is it? Four of three, I think. I uh, with this. Well, I know yeah. for the Starks, I got three for my my core guys, and then my obviously my character. Yeah, it's like three different sculpts, and there's four of each of them, and then you have your your if they have a uh, unit Correct. commander or in a flag bearer attachment or whatever. Yeah, you yep. have the, yeah, and yeah. That, my guys don't. The, the and that bear, don't that, that, that that's going to bear out differently depending on the thing, right? Like bastards girls have four different sculpts, but there's two different archers and two different dogs. Um, and then they then you just multiply that out to the whole tray, but in general, yeah, you get four to five or three to three to five sculpts, um, depending on what you're getting. So, yeah, but like again, most of the cavalry, all four of them are unique. Yeah, so uh, price point on this game very excellent. I'm I'm happy with that. 
very excellent. Oh, the, yeah, the, well, the, the, the only the only the only downside to the price point anywhere is the fact that the main starter is uh, Lannister Stark, and you can't get either of them correct. separate. Yeah, and but 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 let's just like I, I, going back to that right, like a starter, a standard starter for this game, like depending on where you get it from, you're talking about sixty five to seventy to ninety dollars, and you get a full legal army plus all the gubbins, dice, a rule book, yeah, rulers, like all the cards, like everything. Yeah, you the need. Amount, terrain, the terrain, the terrain is included. Mm-hmm. You terrain, don't have to right? go out and find your stuff. It's two D terrain. But you know, it looks there. like a weirwood, and if you watch, watch. Ash's Gorilla Miniature Games. He takes 3D terrain, puts it on top of it. You know, it looks it's a it's a fairly comparable piece. Yep. Uh, you know, and so then, if he's moving over it or pivoting over it, he just pulls it up and yep. and, and there's the, no arguing the about there. what the terrain is because the rule book has the keywords for each piece yep. that's included. Um, and yeah, I, the value of the game is is remarkable. The fact that like you like me as a Bolton player, right, or as a as a potential Bolton player, I guess. If I was to go and spend, let me just look here, 30, 60. Well, let's just say, you know, at the discount, you're just looking at like 25 bucks a box. So for me, like at $175 investment, now it sounds like a lot, but, and this is a, this is an army without a starter box, but I have every option I could possibly want at that level of investment. And for most armies, you can spend a hundred bucks and have list building options for full point costs. We're not, we're not talking about like being able to just get up to a tournament list. Like you can literally have list options mm-hmm. at a hundred dollar buy-in. Um, and and so, that's exactly where I am with the free folk. Um, you know, I, 40, 40 can be a little rough because they are so so many of them are low They're in cheap. points. Yep. But I got them up to a thirty nine point list, and that's the starter box and a box of cave dwellers. Yep. Yeah, and the night the night's watch right. It's forty bucks in the in the box mm-hmm. or forty points in the box, and then you, you know you buy one more or two more boxes of models, and you've got tons of list building options. And it, and it would also be I'll point out that with the with the, the the Night's Watch starter box and the Free Folk starter box, that again comes with terrain, rules, gubbins, rulers, just like the starter set does. So you don't have to and again, you don't have to make that second investment. You can just go and buy Night's and, Watch and boom, you've got everything. And to compare this to the gold standard, you know the the, the just you know, and it's not apples to apples because I don't think anything is apples to apples in miniatures because there's always something to be said about miniature quality, the amount of players that are playing a game, but just strictly from a price of entry and what you get and fun you can have, right? Let's let's look at what it costs to buy two start collecting boxes of Games Workshop miniatures. They're up to eighty five bucks a piece now, right? So one hundred and seventy bucks. You get two of those things, and if you were to buy, say, this two start collecting boxes for Seraphon, uh, you're looking at maybe being able to play a thousand point game, right? Which isn't necessarily the full fifteen hundred or two thousand for most tournament scenes, uh, and you still probably have to buy some other models to break it up a little bit. Where here, that investment gives you everything you could need. Uh, including your rule books and your cards right. and all of your references in terrain. Uh, and you have a really and nice your, app. And, and a nice that app. you don't have to pay for. And you've, got, and you've got all your models that you don't have to build 
uh, and are also like they're they're in color colored plastic. That's diff each faction has different colored plastic, so like you can play them unpainted, and it's it's okay. Um, and you can pull you can pull them out and play them right away. And you've got list building options for that same price point. Like it's just a it's a very strong value in terms of like an army scale game for how many miniatures you get. Yep. Yep. I'm that's, my, that's that's. That's my. That's our like ten minute final thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a lot of final thoughts, but no, that's. I good. opened a can of worms. Well, you, right. you you did this to me, Potter. Yep. You do love it. Me. You'll love it. Aubrey won't love it, but you'll love it. I know. Uh, no, I'm I'm loving it. I mean, just just you know, just again, like, um, I'm excited because it's 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 easy in. Um, the models Easy are exciting. In. The theme, the theming the theme is, is exciting. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's so good. It's yeah. a, it's, a, it's a property we all care about. Um, yeah. yeah. The only anyway. the only thing the only thing I want out of this is I want somebody to reskin this for the Stormlight Archive. That's all I ask. Maybe well, some changes. You know, but we'll fuck. See. I know it'll never happen, but god damn, that would be a great world for freaking this type of stuff. I'm not going to disagree. Anyway, yeah. we got to we got to wrap this thing up. We're running long. Yeah, I got to. So go to bed thank you, thank you to our patrons uh, for continuing to help us, uh, support us, giving us love, allowing us to buy the things that we are still using to set up new ventures. Um, thank you to Static as a City for providing our dope as fuck intro and outro music, uh, and uh, join the Discord, buy some dice all the fun things check all the links that are in the description uh did i miss anything there no i think that that covers everything um yeah no but uh, oh yeah if you want the dice uh send in uh, a message in discord or facebook or email us at three men in a war game at gmail.com uh tell us you want the dice and we'll tell you how to get them all right that's it and also also dm dm potter at any of those places and tell them to get the shirt store up. I'm and working running. on it. I'm working on it. I got to create images. That's, that's <laughs> the hard part is creating the images, man. Everything else is easy. All right. Um, All right, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening.